Welcome back to the Doggy Juice Pod. This is episode number 150, Friday, December 8th, 2023. 150 episodes now. Thank you for all your support over the past five plus years. We're winding down 2023, the Jordan year, and in the coming weeks, I'll be taking a look back at the year that was here uh, in the sports betting industry, recap some of the biggest stories that we've had in the industry uh, in 2023. But back here with another Friday episode, I'm doing my best to get these out earlier in the week, and I'm still aiming to do so, but it's just, it's been tough the past few weeks. I'm sure you all understand. Things are crazy at the holidays. And in this episode, I'm going to dive into a couple quick industry updates, and then we'll hop around from college hoops to college football, the NFL, and of course, we'll close out the pod with our official Doggy Juice Pod NFL teaser of the week. Let's get right to it. Florida sports betting update. The Hard Rock app is now available for you to download no matter where you are in the state of Florida and bet on if you live in the Sunshine State, if you're visiting the Sunshine State. Hard Rock's the only legal betting option there because of the state gaming compact in the state of Florida that gives the Seminole Tribe uh, essentially a monopoly on sports betting. It's something I've covered multiple times here on the pod in the past, but uh, it's certainly a, a bad thing for the customer who only have one option can be forced to accept whatever odds Hard Rock's offering, and if they, if they don't uh, want to bring their betting action elsewhere, of course, this only furthers to keep more action uh, offshore or, or uh, with corner bookies when there's only one betting option. But nonetheless, it's going to be uh, pretty exciting to see what the numbers are in the state of Florida because, like I've mentioned here recently, uh, Florida's the state with the largest population with legal betting. Um, of course, you know, California and Texas not legal, and there's slightly more people in Florida than New York. So uh, Florida, largest legal betting state in the U.S. in terms of population. There's only one place where you can legally bet, and that's on the Hard Rock app. But if you're living out there, you gotta got to get on there. Another one bites the dust. Unibet is closing up its sportsbook operations here in the U.S. A big name outside the states. Unibet just really never, they never had the brand cachet over here and couldn't really move the needle enough at all. It doesn't help that partnering with an odds provider like Camby uh, was a move that they made. At the end of the day, they just never really stood out. I mean, it's just the, it was the same package stuff, just with the Unibet name. You get the same odds that you're seeing over at, uh, you know, at Bet Rivers and at, even at DraftKings for a while, but at, at Barstool for a while, uh, just getting the same odds, the same experience. So really, nothing that moves the needle. And they're only they're currently live in six jurisdictions here in North America: Arizona, Indiana, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Virginia, and Ontario up in Canada. And if you have an account at, at, at Unibet, don't freak out or anything. They're in the process of winding down. It's uh, they're going to be closing up shop. Um, I think that should be completed around the end of Q2 next year. So you still have time to bet there and, and get your funds over and out of there and whatever. But honestly, you could even probably take advantage of some bad lines if you're even able to get down there still because they use can be odds and uh, they've made it pretty clear that they'll be cutting their resources in terms of staff and, and who knows what else. So uh, it's just another can be customer that couldn't cut it here in the U.S. And of course, leave it to Bally's um, who has, of course, the, the casino here in Chicago and they're Still haven't launched the the Bally's betting app here in Illinois yet, but leave it to Bally's to partner with Camby after seeing all these mistakes and stuff. So uh, certainly don't be buying any stock in Bally's anytime soon, at least uh, with regards to their sports betting uh, operations. But anyway, with with Unibet leaving the U.S., the graveyard of shuttered U.S. online sportsbooks continues to get bigger. 
so pour one out for Unibet here in the U.S. Moving on to college hoops really quick. The Ken Palm Top 10 as of Friday morning. Houston, Purdue, UConn, Arizona, Marquette, BYU, Baylor, Creighton, Tennessee, and Gonzaga. Um, and notable here in Big Ten country that uh, two Big Ten teams moved up the Ken Palm list with their recent results. Wisconsin's up to number 12 on Ken Palm, and Illinois is up to number 14 after some big wins from those programs uh, recently. And now that couch football is hitting bowl season and no longer rules the day on Saturday, we're going to have some absolute monster Saturday couch hoops cards coming up. It actually started last week. We'll have it again this weekend and moving forward. So Saturday mornings are truly a sight to behold on my odd screens. Remember, the best thing we have as betters, we can pick and choose our spots, and the books have a lot of surface area to cover when it comes to couch hoops and those spreads and totals, derivatives. So Saturday morning's really fun time during college hoop season, even with, uh, with couch football, the regular season now in the rearview mirror. I can feel it all the way down in my plums, getting all swollen. College football bull lines are up now. In last week's episode, I discussed a few things that you should be targeting when it comes to college football bowl game motivation, team motivation, and of course with the transfer portal now being what it is, there's just so much more um, movement in terms of uh, the betting lines and the betting markets just because of player news and and uh, developments there just over the next couple weeks. So there's definitely a lot of opportunities out there. There's been a lot of line moves, uh, some pretty significant line moves already since those uh, openers came up uh, last Sunday. And these are higher variance games, so be careful laying big favorite money lines. Be more willing to bet underdogs on the money line. Uh, there's going to be some big dogs that went out right in bowl season. There's always a few every single year that, that kind of shock shock you in terms of what the uh, the pregame spread was. And as I alluded to in last week's episode, the early bird definitely gets the worm that when it comes to college football bowl game betting. The openers hit, like I said last Sunday. We've already seen some of those big moves. For example, a game like Rutgers versus uh, Miami, Florida. That line's down to two and a half. It was six on the opener at Circa. It was bet right down right away. Rutgers, it's a pretty clear motivational angle, too. They're excited to play close to home. That game's up in New York. Uh, Shiano, of course, used to be with Miami as a coordinator back in the day has this one circled probably Miami. It's going to be tough to see these guys get pumped up about going up north to play in the cold outside in New York for this one. So it's a bit of a home field advantage brewing for Rutgers. Of course, the market's now pricing in all of this, but I'm actually still leaning Rutgers even after the line moves here. So, um, of course, we'd like to caught a three, uh, but but that's one right there as an example. One that I do like right now, though, despite a bit of a line move down, because I think there's a solid chance this line does keep moving, and that's Oklahoma State catching three or more against Texas A&M and the Texas Bowl. I think Gundy's going to have his team ready for this one. I've heard a couple other sharp guys in the space kind of agree with me. Numbers-wise, it's tough to adjust because if these teams played, you know, at the end of the regular season, I probably would have had the line would probably been about 7-8, at least a couple weeks before the end of the regular season on a neutral field. Of course, now willing to take three, but it's a bit of a train wreck over at Texas A&M with the regime shift, so many players hitting the transfer portal, and I'm fine with backing Gundy and his team here. He has some guys that are going to be auditioning for their spots next year, so go ahead and back the Cowboys now while you can, I think, uh, catch the full three points, because I do expect this one will more likely than not dip below the three soon enough, so Oklahoma State at plus three or better. The college football playoff, of course, is set now. It's a travesty for Florida State. I, we saw this coming, though, right? I mean, I, I alluded to it on the episode a week ago. Uh, it's bad for Florida State, bad for really the integrity and the sanctity of college football. But it's good for Mickey Mouse and the Disney TV execs. And also, I guess us as football fans and college football fans, we're not going to see these big, you know, big uh, two-touchdown underdog. Uh, with Florida State. It's a tough draw for Michigan getting Alabama and uh, really getting the shaft there with that matchup. Just 
Just for reference, I'd make Michigan a four-point favorite over Texas on a neutral and Alabama between a two- and three-point favorite against Texas on a neutral pretty close to it. I mean, I got Michigan and Alabama pretty close to, to a pick em, uh, myself on that stuff. So, yes, the, the two best power-rated teams remaining are squaring off in a semifinal. Michigan's down to a one-and-a-half-point consensus favorite right now. If you're opening as two-point favorites at Circa against Bama, we've seen some interesting early betting action there. That line got down to a pick initially at Circa right away, but we've seen some back and forth now from about Michigan minus one to minus two as this one settles out. Don't be surprised, though, if you see more Alabama money coming in. And even if we see Alabama close as a slight favorite in this matchup, you could see that being the case with more and more people backing Nick Saban with extra time to prepare. And if, you know, There's nothing guaranteed, but if you're looking – to bet Alabama, I'd actually you know be looking to do it sooner rather than later. And um, you know, likewise, if you're looking to back Michigan, maybe you're best served waiting for a cheaper money line closer to kickoff. And then the other game, Texas is a solid four to four and a half point favorite against Washington, depending on where you shop. And honestly, that's the way I'm definitely looking in that one, laying the points with Texas. Minus three would definitely be enough for me to get involved with a full position on, on the Longhorns. But I don't think we'll see that, but Texas laying four is still a solid look, I think, in a game where they're going to have success, and that defense in particular is going to have success with over three weeks of practicing, preparing for Michael Penix and that Washington offense. So that's definitely the way I'm leaning there. I, I probably end up getting involved, laying a little bit of four there in that one, especially the, if I see it start to creep up a little bit. And you are seeing some four and a halves at some spots as well. So my early prediction is that we're going to get Alabama, Alabama-Texas Alabama rematch in the championship game, and Alabama has an excellent chance to get the revenge from the regular season loss at home to the Longhorns and win the whole thing and, of course, be a big story when everyone looks back at that last play against Auburn. Because, uh, like I said, I, I'd make them close to a field goal favorite over Texas on a neutral right now, Alabama, when you factor in the revenge angle and Saban against uh, Sark. It's, uh, you know, it's a lot of reasons to like Alabama there. Uh, but, of course, you know, you can make a legitimate argument that the real national title is going to be played in the semifinal be- between Michigan and Texas – or, sorry, Michigan and Alabama because whoever wins that game is going to be favored no matter what in the title game. In the NFL, weather has taken center stage with the Week 14 matchups, and you may have seen a bit of an overreaction to weather in the betting markets early in the week. For example, here in Chicago, the Bears are taking on the Lions in the big divisional matchup. You saw that total that opened up at 45 quickly get bet down all the way to as low as 40 on bad wind and weather. Uh, the forecast here in the Windy City. But now that the weather forecast has cleared up a little bit, uh, the total is now up to 43 consensus. I'm even seeing some 43 and a halves out there as I record this on Friday morning. And I know some professional money hit the market uh, on the over uh, midweek when the limits raised up a bit. So uh, no doubt this total should be higher between these two teams if weather wasn't a factor at all. And you just have to wonder if maybe the, the market just went a little bit too far. And then you know, I, I always like to say, remember when it comes to weather, it's it's the wind that really matters. A lot of people out there think that precipitation is the key, but it's really not. Of course, you can have too much snow and that really just impacts you know, the, the footing. Uh, but more often than not, almost always, the precipitation doesn't have as much of a factor. It's the wind that you really should be paying attention to. And, and the rule of thumb is that anything over you know, 20, 25 uh, miles per hour higher wind is going to materially impact the game, the way the game's played in the totals. So one game where the weather will still be pretty bad is in Cleveland, where the Browns are taking on the Jaguars. Of course, Trevor Lawrence was the big news uh, after his Monday night injury. And I do think it's going to be a stretch, no matter what they're saying uh, out of Jacksonville, that's a stretch for him to suit up on Sunday and 
definitely a strong lean for me laying the Browns or laying a field goal with the Browns here where, where the market currently sits. Uh, lower total, of course. I think it was 34 and a half at one point. It's been bet under. So uh, I think the Browns are worth a look there. Of course, if you're laying the three now, it's already factoring in a, a really strong chance that, that Lawrence is not going to be suiting up because this game would not be three if he was healthy, of course. But uh, just something to keep in mind if you're going to look to lay the points right now, which I think is, you're going to see the market tick up, of course, on the Browns if and when Lawrence is officially announced out. But you are already betting into a line laying the three with the Browns, which I think is a, is a good look right now. But you are already factoring in that uh, Lawrence being out for a significant part of where that line is currently sitting right now as I record this. So just something to keep in mind there. NFL teasers, Doggy Juice Pod NFL teaser of the week. We are now at 8-5 and five on the year after losing a tough one last week. We got there with our Jets leg on the teaser and had some really nice closing line value on the Jags leg. Of course, with that, that line was closing, or close 10 consensus. And, of course, we were able to bet it down earlier in the week, down from 8 down to 2 on the, on the teaser leg. Maybe some people got 8.5 down to 2.5 or but the injury to Lawrence on Monday Night Football put us in a tough spot. The Jags just couldn't get it done at the end either, losing outright to the Bengals. So now we're 8-5 and five on the year on our official Doggy Juice Pod NFL Teaser of the Week. And for any new listeners out there, anyone not aware of Advantage NFL Teasers, if you tease through the key numbers of 3-7 and seven on both legs of a two-team six-point NFL teaser, you can find yourself a nice math edge uh, where you can have positive expected value as long as you're laying minus 120 or less on this bet. And of course, a lot of books out there have protected against this by late, by, by raising the juice that you're paying, you know, Circa famously charges minus 130. Some books are offering dynamic odds pricing where they will charge you more just by teasing through the key numbers of three and seven, which, you know, I don't blame a lot of them for doing that because this, uh, this math edge has really uh, come front and center this year. I think, especially with a lot more people uh, figuring it out. Of course, we've been talking about it here on the pod here for over five years, but um, that's just the way it is right now. And if you're able to have a book offshore or, or in faraway places that's allowing you to lay minus 110 or less, then cherish that because books are really protecting against this. So two legs, six-point NFL teaser. You got crossed through the key numbers of three and seven, lay minus 120 or less. And we have a few candidates this week in week 14. Uh, the one that I think most people are going to be keying in on their teasers is the Ravens from minus seven and a half down to minus one and a half through the seven and the three at home coming off their bye against the Rams. I think that's a really good look in that one personally. Um, the Colts, you can tease from plus two up to plus eight on the road against the Bengals. Bit of a sneaker higher, sneakier higher variance game in that one, I think, with the total creeping up during the week in that one, which I agreed with. The Bengals offense still has some firepower with all those awesome skill position players they have, and but the defense is so vulnerable, and the Colts defense is vulnerable as well. So I agree with the move up on the total uh, this week in that one. A bit more variance, and that line's also flipped during the week, I should add. that You know, it opened, Bengals were one and a half, two-point dogs, and now they're the favorites. So really, it would have been better placed teasing the Bengals up when they were the dog earlier in the week, but you could get the Colts up there in teaser territory uh, from plus two to plus eight as I record this on Friday. The Bucks, similarly, from plus two to plus eight, you can get them against the Falcons in their big NFC South divisional matchup in that game. The Bills, you can tease from plus one and a half up to plus seven and a half coming off their bye and in a near must win spot on the road against the Chiefs in Kansas City on Sunday. And that's going to be the, you know, the Game everyone's got circled to watch on Sunday. It's a really big spot for the Bills, and that line has come down a bit. It was two and a half. You could have teased them up to eight and a half before, but I uh, could still get them in, in uh, on the advantage Stanford Wong teaser 
uh, from through the three and the seven. And then finally, the Broncos. You can get up from plus two and a half up to plus eight and a half on the road against the Chargers. A little bit more juice on the favorite on that one, so it's really more plus 2.75. The, the line might be better off waiting for and, and taking the three with Denver if you're looking to back them there um, in that one. But we have some options this week, but for me, um, it's it's a pretty clear choice. I know that you know I ordinarily want to get involved with Falcons games as much as I can, but I really just can't pass up on, on the Bills here. Even with a bit of a higher total, I really do think they keep this one close. Definitely agree with the move down, closer to a pick em now in that game. So for the official Doggy Juice Pod NFL teaser of the week for Week 14, let's do the Ravens from minus 7.5 down to minus 1.5 at home. Just basically ask them to essentially win that game outright against the Rams, and let's pair them with the Bills up from plus one and a half to plus seven and a half, essentially ask them just to keep it a one score game on the road against the Chiefs on Sunday. Go DJ! All right, that'll do it for this episode of the Doggy Juice Pod. As always, follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Doggy Juice. And if you enjoyed listening to this, like I say every week, all I ask is just pass along to a friend or one or two people you think might be interested in the podcast, learning more about the latest in state-by-state sports betting legalization or just how to become a sharper sports better during these very, very exciting times in the industry. Either that or just take five seconds to leave a quick rating on Apple Podcasts. Seriously, it just means so much to spread the word and, and uh, spread the love and get this pod out there to more people. So anything you can help do uh, to, to help further that is very much appreciated. Otherwise, hope you have a great weekend and, uh, of course, enjoying your, your wonderful holiday season here. And I'll be back soon. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Good luck in your action. Talk to you all again next week. Doggy Juice 